Welcome and thanks for joining us for this week's encouraging and faith-building message from C3 Topol. For more information about C3 Topol, visit our website c3churchtopol.org.nz. Now for this week's message. Yeah, thanks so much, team. Man, this is week number three uh, as one morning service. It's going all right so far. You guys are doing good getting here. Um, you know, for the early guys, not too early, and for the uh, the later service guys, you're kind of turning up on time. So you're doing really well. Thanks so much. We're. Uh you know, we wrap with how it's going and how well you guys or how willingly you've adapted to the change. So uh, onwards and upwards, and we're looking forward to what the new year has to bring for us. I'm looking forward to October. That's Oktoberfest, which um, is going to be a great month for you to bring your friends and family to church. We're going to have a guest speaker every single Sunday. Some of them, one of them is Trent Membry. One of them is Pastor Mark Saundercock from C3 Church Oxford Falls. We're having Aaron Hardy come back as well. It's going to be the most incredible month, and um, it's all for you to help bridge the gap between your world and the church world, your world, and people getting saved, and we bring these people through, um, not just for the sake of having them in town, but to really help the church, um, you know, spread the good news of Jesus Christ, and to come and hear these guys' messages, and uh, believe in your friends and your loved ones are going to find salvation in Jesus Christ. Oh, ooh. So I'm excited about it. <laughs> but uh, the rest of you, you can get excited for yourselves. Um, so I want to preach this morning because we're done at 11.30, right? Yeah. So I'm still syncing up with the one service. Um, you can give. Just please give this one. I'm not going to do another giving message, but if you usually give on a Sunday morning, if that is your avenue to give, make sure you just please keep building the church and giving your um, your finances and your support, whether it's on a Sunday or all through the week, are really enabling this church um, to reach our community, but not just our community, even places like Samoa and all around the world. It's because of your faithfulness and your giving that releases us to, to extend ministry beyond um, just Topol, but uh, all around the world. And we even just this week, a whole lot of our team was serving um, in Napier at our Pacific Leadership Summit. We took down 20 people, and I think 20 people of our guys were all serving on team. And, they, and we, we pay for half of their accommodation, and we pay for half of their registration so they can bless um, you know, the, the, the wider region. Uh, through their service and that's we can do that because you guys do what you do you give and you sow and you serve which releases people to to um do their gift which uh, blesses so many people but anyway here we go I'm going to preach real quick this morning tonight is a water baptism service if you're getting water baptized come and see me or if you want to get water baptized tonight come and see me I've no I don't even know if anyone's getting water baptized tonight yet it's been a busy month so please Come and see me to get water baptized. It's going to be great. The Samoa guys, Michael and Lucia and Timothy, are still with us here tonight as well. They're going to be playing part of uh, tonight's service also. So make sure you just come back for a fantastic night. The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha um, in 2 Kings 4, Your servant, my husband, is dead tough gig. And you know that he revered the law, but now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. 
The wife of a man of the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead. You know he revered the law, but now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slave. Elisha replied to her, How can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Most of the time, your miracle is in your hands. In fact, I would say 100% of the time, the miracle that you're looking for is already living under your roof. The miracle you need is already sitting inside you. The miracle you are looking for, that you are needing, Evan, is actually within your grasp. It is not sitting in some far-off, lofty place. It is not somewhere hidden for you to discover. But I would present to you this morning, the miraculous is already living under your roof. The miraculous is already residing with you in your house, with your family, and with your children. This woman, her husband, was with the company of prophets. He was in modern day Bible college learning how to be a prophet, how to be a preacher, how to be a minister. He was doing the call of God, and he drops down dead, didn't see it coming. He's left debt behind him for his wife to clean up. Obviously, he never planned on dying. If he did plan on dying, he probably would have never have left debt behind. But we are not always given the choice of the circumstances that life dishes up. But we are given the choice of the posture of our heart in the midst of those circumstances, which will have an immediate effect on the, on the next steps that our lives take or the turns that they go on as we respond to the circumstances that come up in our life. And, and like this lady, and I'm not sure what, what is sitting around your life, but you may be sitting in a season of life where it feels like something has just dropped down dead. It may not be a loved one. It may not even be a human. It may be, you may be today suffering a tragedy of a lost one who has passed away. You may be suffering the tragedy of a broken relationship, a broken marriage, of, of finances not working out how they were meant to work out, of a business plan not working out how you thought it was going to work out. This guy was not in this place because he intended to fall down dead and his wife was not, you know, in debt and her son's been taken from her because they planned for this to happen. But God doesn't communicate to us through our circumstance. He communicates to us through His Bible. Don't read your circumstance to be the barometer of God's feelings towards you. God loves you. His Bible tells me so, and Jesus Christ evidenced that when He died on the cross for our lives, that even when we were lost in our transgressions, He died for us, that Jesus Christ is the exact representation of the Father. The Bible tells me and exemplifies God's love and His feelings towards me. But sometimes in life, we find ourselves in this scenario of what to do. God, I've been left with debt and my creditors are coming to take my two sons as slaves. This woman is being left in an impossible situation. She's been widowed from her husband and she's about to be widowed from her boys. The only thing left for a widow is slavery as well. 
Her two boys were her only hope of a secure future. And even that was about to be taken from her. And she cries out. She does the right thing. She cries out to the prophet. She goes to the presence of God. She cried out to Elisha. It's it's that sound of worship, that sound of praise, that that sound of, of intentionally calling on the name of God through a difficult situation that is the beginning of the breakthrough for our lives. It may not be the immediate breakthrough, but it is the intentional turning of our lives, the intentional turning of our hearts off the problems that surround our lives onto the God that surrounds our problems. You know, I might be surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Like this song, even though my enemies gloat around me, surely I will rise. Surely God will be my light. Like these scriptures that we worship and these scriptures that we sing and these scriptures that we read, this woman is living the reality of it. My world has fallen apart and my response to the falling apart of my world is to cry out to the prophet. The modern day believer, we don't cry out to the prophet. We can cry out to Jesus Christ, the high priest, the the ultimate prophet who intercedes day and night before the Father on our behalf. So she cries out to the prophet and Elisha replies to her, how can I help you? Tell me what do you have in your house? Many of us will be very familiar with this story. Like, what do you have in your life? The house represents your life. And you might be sitting in a scenario that is, that is totally dead, totally hopeless, totally, looks like there's, there's nothing left in it. And God is saying to you, what do you have in your house this morning? And she says, well, I've got nothing in my house. All I've got is debt. And all I've got is guys trying to steal the only thing that I have left, which is my two boys. All I've got in my house is actually nothing. I've got nothing to offer. Except a small jar of olive oil. I've got nothing to offer you, God, except this one thing. It's small It's worthless, it's insignificant, but it's what I've got. And she says to the prophet, I've got got nothing, but I've got one thing. And we've all got one thing. We've all got an exception to the rule in our lives. We've all got something sitting in our lives that God can get His hands on and start to craft the miraculous with. Moses was walking through the wilderness. All he had was a bunch of hopeless sheep and a staff in his hand. And God turned up and said to him, Moses, what's in your hand? He's like, all it is is a dead piece of wood. He said, throw it on the ground. And the miraculous broke forth as God used the exception in his life to bring the miraculous. Gideon had a torch and a clay pot. And he overcame an army of a million men with 300. Peter was holding on to a fishing net. And God, or Jesus, turned him into the greatest church plant the world has ever seen. 
Every one of us has an exception in us. So you may be sitting in a season of life this morning where you may have nothing, but you definitely have an exception. You have a voice inside of you. You have praise inside of you. You have worship inside of you. You may, not, you may have nothing except a little bit to give in an offering. You may have nothing but a little bit of encouragement to give to someone. You may have nothing but a, a little bit of worship left within you. But as, as God partners with what you already have in your house, the miraculous will begin to break forth over your life. Stop waiting for God to do something when He is waiting for you to do something. Has the, prophet, the woman, she cries out to the prophet and he says, how can I help you? What do you have? What is God asking back of you through the season of life that you're sojourning in? Because your miracle is living under your roof. And she gets this little jar. She says, I've got nothing, but I've got this. A tiny jar of oil. And every one of us has got something we can bring to God. Every one of us has got an avenue for the miraculous in our life. No one has nothing. Everyone has something. And no one is as destitute and as poor as this widow. We live in the modern day world. She had two boys and a jar of oil. I've got nothing, but I've got this one thing. And if we bring the one thing that we do have, God is going to breathe upon it and add to us the things that we do need if we bring it, bring the exception to Him. I want to encourage you this morning, don't just sit dormant in a season of life that you don't want to be in. Don't just sit waiting for God to do something. If only God would do this or if only someone would do that, find the exception that is in your life and start to work it for the miraculous. Start to, start to see what you do have in your life, the good that is in your life, the gold that is in your life. I've got, I've got nothing, but I've got this one thing and I'm going to bring it to God. So she goes and gets the small jar of olive oil and Elisha said, go around and ask your neighbors for empty jars. Do not ask for just a few, but send your boys out to every home, to every garage, to every closet, to every storeroom. Send your boys out. I want to show to your boys, I want to show to your family that I am Jehovah Jireh. I'm the God who provides. I'm the God of the miraculous Get your children to partner with what is about to take place under the roof of your house. Don't exclude your children from the spiritual warfare that exists in your house. Don't think your children are too young or too insignificant or don't understand it. They get it. And in your home, around your dinner tables around your kitchen benches. Share the miraculous with your children. Get them to partner with you. Their faith is probably far greater than your own. So she sent the boys out to go and gather jars. Don't ask for just a few. Go inside, shut the door behind you, you and your sons, and pour the oil into the jars. With a little exception, a big miracle takes place. And as she begins to pour, I can imagine her boys there standing, watching. This is all they've got left. This is it. The nothing is about to become nothing. That thing that they is tiny is about to become zero. Imagine a big, you've got a little jar of oil. Probably smaller than this. 
in a big, dry clay pot. These were spare pots stored in a garage or a shed or under someone's house filled with dust. You know, they'd turn them upside down and shake them out the best they can. But can you imagine that being poured into an old concrete trough? Go out on a farm, there's a a concrete cow's trough. It's been sitting out in the summer heat all summer, not an ounce of moisture in it. And you've got your little bottle of water. And God's saying, just just pour it into the trough. You know that as soon as that water hits that dry, porous concrete, it's going to be sucked up, evaporated, gone. But here she stands with her boys, a little jar of oil, big clay pot, and as she begins to pour, the miraculous breaks out. As she uses the exception in her life, the miraculous breaks out. I've got nothing, Jesus, but I've got a little bit of oil. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a blessed week.